The music, food, and art festival Life is Beautiful starts on Friday. You may have noticed some of the streets getting shut down as they set up, but basically since 2013, it has taken over downtown Las Vegas for three wild days. Honestly, it sounds kind of magical. Or maybe not, because Vegas locals kind of have mixed feelings about it. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, I am joined by host David Figler and producer Leila Muhammad. They are both lifelong Las Vegans and veterans of Life is Beautiful. And they're going to help me figure out why some locals love the festival, why some hate it, why some love to hate it, and why a whole bunch of us feel kind of complicated about it. Quick note, you're going to hear some profanity in this one, including a well-executed F-bomb. It's Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. I'm Sonia Cho Swanson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. All set on sound. Everyone got sound waves showing up? I got my waves. Yes. Nice. All right. You guys, I have a confession, which is that I have never been to Life is Beautiful. I am I'm a certified, bona fide, stay-at-home granny. Oh, ha- have you been to other music festivals? Um, I have been to concerts, but I have not <laughs> been to like a legit, like multi-stage actual music festival. No, I have not. Uh, You're missing out. I know. It's definitely something. It's different than a concert in a lot of ways. But I have watched all of Great British Bake Off. Doesn't that give me some cool points? I mean, you know? Uh, it's apples and scones, Sonia. Apples and scones. All right. But you guys have been to Life is Beautiful. Can you just give me like the download? What is the appeal of Life is Beautiful? Well, Layla and I are very different concert goers, I would imagine, just given that, you know, we have completely different heights. <laughs> She's much taller than I am, I think. <laughs> Also, she might be a little bit younger. But that said, what do you think, Layla? You know, I've been going to Life is Beautiful since I I was 15. So it was definitely this like new shiny thing coming to Vegas when I was a teenager. Um, and I love concerts. I love live music. And you don't really get to see so many bands and performances play at once on one day or on one weekend other than a festival. And it's really convenient that there's one in our backyard. Mm. And I've been going to Life is Beautiful since the first one, i.e. the one attended by lots of 15-year-olds like Layla (laughs) and finding it completely annoying to have all those little kids around. That said, they obviously grow into very wonderful adults like Layla. But um, (laughs) Nice save, nice save. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, uh, I I actually went that first year, not necessarily for the music, but the food was a big draw. And the food has been Mm. a part of that festival for a really long time. It has not been as expansive as it was those first couple of years. But at the end of the day, it's a really fun three-day party. Mm, you know, there's some asterisks, but um, yeah, it's a fun three-day party with lots of music, food, comedy, art, et cetera, et cetera. People, people watching. It's crazy. I want to know what is the craziest thing you've seen at Life is Beautiful? Craziest? I mean, 
a lot of lot of drunk young people okay. so there can be a lot of crazy associated with that but i'd say the 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 most intentionally crazy thing i mean i saw a banksy exhibit in the back of a moving van i Whoa. saw an entire motel redone like a pinata from local artist justin favela which was amazing mm-hmm. they used to have performers from cirque du soleil just kind of roaming the streets because you got to remember this isn't a festival like a lot of festivals that just takes over a fairgrounds this is a festival that fences around blocks and blocks and blocks of an urban center like downtown Las Vegas. Layla, what's the what's the crazy, I mean, maybe not the craziest thing, but what's like the most interesting or wild story you have from Life is Beautiful? Oh, the most wild story I have from Life is Beautiful was my first year going. And since going, I've been every year. This hasn't happened to me since, but I was like, right up front for Kings of Leon um, the first year. They were one of the headliners. Beck was playing before them. Um, And I got a little overheated, probably a little tired, and I passed out right at the barricade. And so they had to hoist me over the front. And I just remember being carried away. I don't know if this is true, but I swear I made eye contact with Beck. As oh. he was performing, as I was being like carried away, you got hoisted. <laughs> yeah. That's that's an intense concert going experience. <laughs> yeah, they took me all the way out of the festival, and they tried to not let us back in after making no. our way all the way up front. And so my dad, who came down to make sure I was okay, um, actually like argued with security to get us back Aww. in through Aww. VIP so we were able to see Kings of Leon right um Dad's taking care of business yeah. I love it. So life is beautiful is not without its critics in Las Vegas. I mean, you bring up the conversation life is beautiful and I feel like 6 out of 10 Las Vegans have an opinion and a strong opinion at that about the festival. Can you tell us what critics say about the festival David? Well, I mean, there's been a lot of different criticisms over the year and, and I, years, and I, I would also add that there have been different people sort of in charge of it over the years, and it's really hard to track that. But, okay. you know, whenever you take over a large part of the city, you're going to make it inconvenient for other people. And Life is Beautiful doesn't just go for the three days. There's the lead up, and then there's the takedown. And so those areas are blocked off. Commerce goes in and out of them, and it's disrupted. People live inside that footprint, and their lives are disrupted. There's been another criticism that, you know, it really is sort of a pop-up that doesn't take care of its community or doesn't really contribute a lot to the community. There are counter arguments about it bringing money to the area, but I think ultimately a lot of people are sort of disheartened that it's not really a homegrown festival, despite who may have been in charge of it in the past, and that it's not meant for locals per se, and like people push back to that. Did you guys see that thing on Twitter where where the festival was apparently asking for volunteers to come in to help clean up for free? The neighborhood. Yeah, and th- they tied it into a local nonprofit do-gooder group, okay. but by the same token, it does seem like they ask a lot and maybe don't commensurately give back as much. Hmm. It's it's curious. I mean, you know, look, it's a private business, so its numbers, its financials isn't necessarily mm-hmm. transparent. It's very, very expensive. Um, they run this thing called Early Bird, but no one knows if that's legit or if they're just like manipulating the market. I mean, if you're wealthy enough to go. 
And if you're wealthy enough to go to the higher tiers, because it's tiered viewing and, and participation at different places, then I'm sure you have a much different opinion than if you are priced out or if you are impacted by the things that they do. What, what kind of numbers are we talking here? Like, what are the cheapest tickets versus like the most expensive tickets? I think the cheapest tickets, I'm not sure what this year was, but the cheapest tickets are around like 300 to 400. What? That's so expensive. Okay, maybe that's not expensive for a festival, though. Maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You're right. It's expensive, and it's not the most accessible. But when you're talking about a music festival, most music festivals aren't really accessible. You think about Coachella and Lollapalooza. How much are they trying to be integrated into their communities? But for a music festival in Vegas, I feel like this is the best attempt, and this has been the longest attempt that's been able to sustain in the city. Okay, so that's on an unheard of price for music festival tickets. Well, I mean, no, you could you can buy a day ticket, right, just for one day, and it's almost a couple hundred bucks. But you could get some VIP packages for the whole three days that can run you like th- over thirty three hundred dollars per ticket. Oh my for, goodness! For, so it's like over a thousand dollars a day for the three day festival. So yeah, it it could definitely be cost prohibitive to a large segment of the local community. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I want to know now is on a scale of one to 10, let's say one is like hater, want life is beautiful, erased from the face of the planet to like 10, love this festival, naming your firstborn child, life is beautiful. (laughs) Where, Where are you guys on the one to 10 scale? I think I'm at about an eight. Okay. All and right. I would say, having gone almost every single year, cumulatively, it averages out to, I'm going to say, an enthusiastic 6.5. 6.5. All right. Yeah. And that's because there have been some really good years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Layla, why the eight? I mean, I think about my like what my past nine, 10 years have been going to Life is Beautiful. Um, I've seen some of my... F- all-time favorite musicians. I saw Stevie Wonder and Lionel Richie. Oh, wow. Um, the Gorillas and Green Day and the Lumineers. And I've seen The Killers and Imagine Dragons. And I feel like it's really fun for the locals to go to who can go. And I've been to quite a few of the festivals in Las Vegas, a few of the outdoor ones. I've, I think I've been to almost all of the festival grounds. And Life is Beautiful is the like I said the best attempt. It has this issues walking on asphalt isn't fun. There's been people who come from out of town who have told me like this is a really unique festival because it's in like the middle of a city center mm. on concrete and asphalt while some other really popular festivals will be in parks and on grass and it's a little easier for your feet. So it's rough. Definitely why it doesn't get the 9 or the 10. Okay. But as a local and as someone who's like spent their youth going to Life is Beautiful, it's it's always fun. And whether you're volunteering or working or just attending, like David said, people watching is fun. It's always going to be an interesting, fun time. All right, David. So why the 6.5? Well, it's an average. I mean, I'm going to I'll give it up to Life is Beautiful. There have been some extremely 10 moments. I mean, I got to see Janelle Monae, uh, St. Vincent, two amazing performers just in their full glory. And what a great experience. You know, the stars are coming out-ish. You know, it's still Las Vegas, a little lights, a little thing. But yeah, I mean, just really, really fun. Some amazing food experiences with 
what at the time were newer restaurants or celebrity chefs. One year we uh, actually got a room at the El Cortez, which overlooks the festival grounds. And we got to watch shows from a balcony uh, overlooking. Totally amazing. Generally speaking, though, there were some real sloggy parts of it that brought that average down. And, you know, I also contextualize its impact in the community. And I listen to what people have to say. And I understand it's a bit of a privilege to be able to go to something like that. But again, at the end of the day, at least for the first few years of it, just a party party done done well. Okay. I will say to me during those first few years, it was a lot more intimate um, and maybe a little more kinder to festival goers. And then when they partnered with the company that does EDC during their third year, oh. that's when a lot of people started to say it feels like a party party because uh, we know EDC knows how to put on a festival. Okay. See, and when the EDC stuff came out, that's when it kind of came down to me a little more, little, little more thunka thunka, a little less thinka thinka. Hmm. <laughs> I, that, that was awkward, but I'm going to stick with that, and yeah. I, I'm I'm going to die on that hill. Okay, good. We're, we're here for it. We're here for uh-huh. it. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So, David, you got a chance to talk with someone who does not love Life is Beautiful and actually did something about that. Sure. And I know a lot of people who don't really care for it. Many of them come from the local music scene who feel that they're not treated properly in the whole thing. And one of them is Jack Evan Johnson, who's a local musician and uh, writer at the time when Life is Beautiful kind of came up. And I think he tried to give it a shot and decided, no, you know, this isn't for us. And so he went with a bunch of other folks and they started what I can only call counter-programming with a very inventive name. What's it called? Oh, it's called Life is Shit, Sonia. It's the Life is Shit Festival, and it is as long-running as Life is Beautiful. Over at the Dive Bar, they run their festival. They have mostly local bands. It's free. They raise money for local charity. And we actually got to talk with Jack Evan Johnson about that festival. Essentially, that collective, you know, whether you want to call it Life is Beautiful, whether you want to call it Zappos, whether you want to call it a downtown project, kind of a kind of a three headed snake. They essentially ran roughshod over the Las Vegas music scene. You know, you got to remember this was right after the uh, recession. Vegas was still kind of putting itself back together. And uh, essentially, these rich dudes showed up in town and just decided that they were going to play Monopoly with the downtown cultural scene that locals had been building for years. And when we 
announced it, Life is Shit Festival at the dive bar, the same weekend as Life is Beautiful, there was no promotion. It grew legs, you know, because we just said what everybody was already thinking. We didn't even have to explain ourselves. We accept donations for uh, Girls Rock Vegas, which we, uh, local, you know, music school, which Life is Shit benefits every year. And, you know, we pay the bands a bit, but it's essentially, uh, if, if you're broke, if you're broke punk, you're still getting in. We want you there. And then I asked him, what is it that Life is Shit can do that Life is Beautiful can't? You know, we give back. It's a cheeky name, but, you know, it's community oriented. And I mean, that's the bottom line is it's a it's a festival for locals by locals. And Life is Beautiful never was for locals and it never was by locals and it never will be. I mean, just just read the like corporate speak statements that Rolling Stone made after they bought it. I mean, you could Google the article. Rolling Stone published it. It's just corporate speak gibberish, you know, and like life is shit is just trying to stay real. I mean, we're not in it for the money. We're just trying to rock in the, the not so free world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Um, so I, this actually gives me so many questions, but I guess my first one for both of you, since you've both been to Life is Beautiful, are there very many local bands on stages? Like, is there much of a local presence in the performer lineup at Life is Beautiful? Not in the one that's highly publicized. I've never seen a lineup for Life is Beautiful and local artists have been listed or mentioned on the main one that they put out. Um, and it makes them hard to find, honestly. I don't walk around the grounds and there's no like dedicated space usually or dedicated signs. Honestly, I've missed them a lot of the years unless I've stumbled upon them in Container Park or at one of the smaller stages. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a stumble upon arrangement. I, I can only hope that the acts that are there are getting paid commensurate hmm. to the time and energy that it takes to put that together and being recognized by something other than exposure because the exposure is really kind of haphazard. Vegas is filled with really, really wonderful bands. And it, it is nice that they can play in the same sandbox, but it would be even nicer if they were promoted at the same level as you know some of the other uh, bands that are coming here from elsewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this year, it seems like they're doing kind of a better job with promoting them and okay. branding around the rising artist stage. Because I know that you got to talk to a local artist who is getting her big break on that rising artist stage this year. Tell us about her. Yes. Yeah, so Tana Marie is an R&B artist who was born and raised in Las Vegas. She says her first big performance was at the Boulevard Mall. Oh. So there, you can't get much more Las Vegas than that. Yeah. So did Tana get like selected or did she have to audition? What what was that like? Yeah, so there was an audition. Okay. I was like, fuck it. I'm like, you know, like, what's the worst that happens? I don't get chosen? Like, whatever. Like, I'll, I tried. She said that it was a great experience and everyone is a local. So she's rooting for everyone. Oh, yeah. Right when she was like praying to God to give her a sign, she got the email that she made it. Nice. And how many local musicians did they eventually uh, select? So they selected six local artists to play at the Rising Star stage that will be at Container Park, along with nine non-local Rising artists. Okay, cool. And I, I mean, I know we just heard from Jack. I mean, he has some very legit criticisms of how local artists have been treated at Life is Beautiful in the past. How does Tana feel about 
performing on stage as a local. What did she tell you about that? Yeah, we talked about that and she was very optimistic about it. And so I don't take it for granted, um, even though some people are like, oh, well, it's just the Rising Star stage. You know, it's not like a main stage. But for me, I'm like, I'm still performing at Life is Beautiful. Like the gorillas are playing the same day as me. To me, that blows my mind. I can say I performed at a festival where the gorillas were performing. That to me, I'm like, that's crazy. I think it's a great stepping stone for me to go even further. I don't know where that is yet. But I'm just super duper excited to see where it takes me. Um, And I'm just really grateful. All right. Well, we'll be cheering Tana on virtually at the very least. Maybe some of us in person, hopefully. Ooh, go Tana. You do it. All right. Let me just ask this because, you know, we talk about we're locals. We talk about this festival maybe not doing the best job of catering to locals or, or being aware of what locals want or need. But should they be? I mean, festivals around the country go to these small towns and then they pack up and leave. I mean, maybe that's just the nature of a festival. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's also the age-old Las Vegas question. You know, who are things here for? Is Mm -hmm. it for the two million or so who live here, work here, uh, are invested in the community? Or is it for the, you know, 40 plus million people who come and visit here every year? Is there a happy medium? And, you know, and I think that this festival has really tried to strike that balance. I don't know that they fared better than anyone else, but I I would think that someone who really like literally shuts down a major part of the urban core for so long would be a little bit more thoughtful. And if the opportunity is there for someone, even a visiting someone to come in and do stuff good in the community, why not encourage them to do so? So yeah, I I get it. I 100% get it. You know, is Celine Dion for us or for them, you know, our city or the, the tourist city? And maybe there is a little bit of both. I mean, you know, I I enjoy a little Celine Dion at the Coliseum if I can now and again. Yeah. I think it's interesting because Las Vegas is such like, we say this small, big city. And so when something big comes here and sticks around here, we automatically think, oh, well, what is this doing for our community? Like, what is this doing for my neighbor? And what is this doing for the people I know that live who live downtown? And so I feel like Life is Beautiful kind of came into a community as a big festival and the community asks questions where most big festivals probably don't have to answer. Hmm. And I mean, Las Vegas has always had this thing where do we have culture here? Do we have a music scene here? Do we have art here? And I feel like Life is Beautiful made it more visible. Hmm and made it more loud, like all of the art that's downtown now. And I think about my favorite piece of public art that I first saw in the first year of Life is Beautiful. Um, And it's been there ever since. And there were some really beautiful ones that first year that have been updated. And so I think about how just it's changed the aesthetic, right, of downtown. It looks a little better while it's not really doing anything actually for maybe business and the safety of downtown. So hopefully now that it looks prettier, maybe someone will come in and fix all the other issues. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I'll be an extra adventurous grandma this year and I'll try to go to both Life is Shit and Life is Beautiful and support my local acts and this kind of fancy festival in town. You might see me out there in my comfort shoes and my sun hat. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Stay safe and good luck with parking. Thank you. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks. 
All right, before you go, a little news. After springing a surprise visit to the Animal Foundation shelter, City Councilwoman Victoria Seaman says she is appalled by conditions there. She describes dogs kept in feces-smeared cages with unclean food. While the shelter says the facilities have been cleaned, Seaman wants the city to audit the organization. Meanwhile, six local chambers of commerce are supporting a proposed ballot initiative for the 2024 election that would effectively break up the Clark County School District. If it passes, it would allow cities to form their own smaller districts. The chambers all say CCSD is just too big to be effective. All right, that is all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Is that a fun conversation? I thought so. Here's what you can do. Send this episode to a friend and ask them what they think. Then make sure you're following the show, make sure they're following the show, and you know, while you're at it, throw in a few stars for us too, huh? And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our morning newsletter, It's Amazing. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. If I go to Life is Beautiful, then you have to come to a GBVO marathon at my house, okay? And we'll we'll make scones. Scones. I'm just telling you, we are religious great British bake offers here. You guys might get sick of my British accent because like <laughs> watching British that's when it really comes out. <laughs>